Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to The Fader Interview. I'm Alex Robert Ross, Editorial Director of The Fader. Babyface Ray is always working. Though he isn't as prolific as some of his peers from Detroit, there's a craftsman-like quality to his music, both in subject matter and tone, that insists on a dedication to technique and constant revision. Earlier this year, he released Face, which is both his first full length since 2019's MIA season two, and his first complete statement since Detroit's rap scene gained a national audience. His decade-long career has been far from a straight shot, but he takes pride in the journey. When he raps lines like, I had to go through hell to live this hell of a life, this shit ain't come overnight, it's an exasperated sigh, not a lifestyle flex. Raised like a veteran player in the middle of a Cinderella run, entirely aware of the stakes and unwilling to blow his shot. If Face was a polished blockbuster, then his new album, Mob, is something like its gritty director's cut. Musically, it's a return to a rawer sound, combining the run-and-gun energy of his quarantine EP, For You, and projects from his past with the conversational and filmic style he's refined over the last few years. With Mob, Ray is approaching a more natural balance between the reality raps he built his reputation off of at home and songs that feel like plays for a wider listenership. A few weeks before the release of Mob, Brandon Cullender spoke to Babyface Ray about Detroit rap's influence spreading across the country, taking the long road to success, and how he views his artistic evolution. What do you got going on right now? It's like, I know that this album is slated to come out in the start of December, right? Beginning of December, yeah. Just loading up, just trying to figure out how we're going to roll it out the marketing schemes or whatnot. Yeah, how you feeling about that? Like, this has been a pretty interesting year for you, like, all things considered. Man, I'm just keep, I'm keeping it going, you know, keeping it rolling. And just, you know, just doing me. I ain't really trying to, like, overthink everything and just live in what's, you know, what's been done already. I'm just trying to keep doing, you know what I'm saying? So your first album this year is, like, Face. It's like, that was your first, like, full length, like, in a little bit, you know? Just, like, a few EPs, like, in between to just, like, feed people and keep them going. Like, how are you feeling, you know, like going into face, you know, just like after a little bit of time and like having a return? It was crazy because I was building up from the last project I had put out, which had been a while. So everything that happened from that point to up into face, it was just, you know, it was crazy. Everything, all the life experiences I was going through, you know. It's been like a crazy few years for like Michigan rap in general, you know, it's like as like an outsider, you know, so I stay out in North Carolina. I kind of got on like. Like around the time when like like SOBXRB was like collabing on like Bang Gang and stuff like that, coming into like that stuff and you know it's like seeing it now, it's like it's it's like a whole like new kind of like just like landscape for y'all, you know. Like there's like so much attention like on the scene now. It's like I've been wondering like how do you like kind of like deal with that? Or just like how do you like see it? For one, I appreciate it because I remember when it wasn't like that and we was just like underground, like from the era when you just were saying we've been doing it since then too. So. 
everything that's going on and how we popping and everybody who having emotions just a, it's it's a great feeling and a great thing for sure. And it's like for you, like as someone who's been like doing this for so long, it's just like kind of crazy to see it. You know, one of my favorite interviews that you've done, and I think about it a lot. I was just like rereading it, like coming into this interview. It was like on the day that like PZ had got out of jail, like last year, and you were just talking about how how that moment of just like having to keep things going, even while like people are locked up, or just like even while like things are going on or things look chaotic. It's just like, like y'all have really just like kept grinding for years. Yeah, keeping that focus, bro, because as artists, we still human. So, you know, life is going on around us. So just being able to have that focus, bro, to continue to keep going and doing what you're doing is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I feel for artists sometimes because it's like, the like demands and expectations of fans when it comes in, like they kind of just like see y'all as having to put stuff out like constantly, you know, especially with all the like reality rap stuff. It's like it takes a toll on people, you know, for sure, because you got to go through experiences first to even be able to create the art. I feel like, you know, what I'm saying, especially from our city and what we what we doing, you know, so as we going up and elevating this new content for music and social media or whatever, you know, we got to go through it first. That's something I wanted to like talk about, actually. Something I've kind of like felt, you know, just like over the shift, like through these like past few years is that like y'all music have gotten like a lot more serious, like out from like Michigan, like as a whole, you know, back in the day used to be like kind of crazy, but now it's like way more like cinematic and just like smooth, you know? Yeah, I feel like because, you know, back then when we was doing it, how raw it was is because shit, we was, that's how raw we was. And period, like, so as we elevate in life and, you know, transitioning from doing the things we used to do to doing the things that we're doing now, it's like, of course, the music going to kind of like clear up a little bit and be a little bit more serious because we're doing different things than we was then, you know? I don't know if you like tapped into like what's what's going on like all over the country, but it's like, you see like all these other scenes, like really, it's like they're like really like embracing that rawness of it. Are you familiar with like, you know, like real Boston Richie out from Florida. No, for sure, he one of the hardest out right now. Yeah, it's like it's like you seen like all these different scenes, like like Florida, like like Philly, like they all like embracing that like Michigan sound, that like basement music sound, and it's like mad crazy. No, for sure. No, I, I remember we used to be at that point, and then we it, the light wasn't on us at that time. We was just doing our thing. So to see that uh, Boston and you know what I'm saying and the, guys in Philly that's doing it or whoever just around the world that got that same type of bop and they talking about real stuff to have this going on. That's crazy because I remember we was in that same bag for sure. And it's really cool to me because it's like y'all didn't have to change at all. It's like it's like really it's like people have to like catch up to like what y'all were doing. No, nah, but we might have played a big, you know, inspiration in some of the people that's doing music now. You know, whether they say it or not, but you know, if you pay attention close enough. And look at what's going on and then look back at what we was doing, you're gonna see it like self-explanatory. So I was watching this interview the other day with like this like young Florida rapper, his name like Lil Tyler. He was like, My favorite rapper is like like Peasy, like V. And I was like, like, yo, it's like you're like a teenager from Florida. And you like naming this as like your favorite rap. It's kind of like insane to see. Man, you'd be surprised, bro, when you go around and ask who people's favorite artists is and what they say, you know. Detroit got a lot of influence, not even for music, just period. Like how we carry ourselves or how we coming. A lot of people take a liking into that. So how do you think the like, you know, like Detroit dudes kinda like make themselves like different from everyone else? 
Like, how would you like describe like y'all demeanor versus like another cities? I mean, I think Detroit. You know, we we kind of was raised on a bag, like trying to get a bag. So I feel like all the Detroit artists, our main focus be more like getting a bag and handling business set aside of what you see, like the entertaining aspect in music. You know what I'm saying? Like we not really locked in on being entertaining for the fans. We really just, you know, standing on business and doing what's needed to be done, you know? So earlier this year, you know, like like in support of Fish, you like went on tour all across the country. Like, how did that feel for you? Man, that was a crazy feeling. Like, just being on tour, like, and just being able to wake up and see different fans that I inspired or motivated or just, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm attached to, that was a crazy feeling. You know what I'm saying? I always say my fans give me the motivation to keep going. So tour was definitely a, a beautiful thing. Hey, did you have, like, any favorite cities you hit or, like, any, like, shows in particular that stood out? Man, the first city we did might have been Portland or Seattle. They both was crazy. But when I first did my first show, that was my that was probably was my favorite. Chicago was turned, Atlanta was turned. It was a couple more cities we went to where it was a surprising, like I ain't even know y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like I was all the way in Denver and I was doing places I didn't even know they rock with me at. So I really can't pick because all of them was different experiences, you know what I'm saying? From any streets to industry, can't let code ain't finish me. Don't let old friends that I cut off tell you that we innocent. All these hoes backstage trying to fuck must think it's tenable. Diamonds, flashes, boxes, getting wrapped up on the Christmas tree. Rule number one, it ain't no posting, ain't no kissing. Rule number two, don't tell my business that's gonna get you set. Gotta watch my back, I sent the driver just to pick her up. I know I'm a trooper, pay the thousands just to get the cut. I down there just set the club on fire, bottles lit it up. This shit ain't for you, if you fall off, you can't get back up. Lady, I ain't gotta say too much to get your bitch to fuck. Brody, I got so, you know, I kind of want to talk about like this new album coming up a little bit. To me, like immediately off rip, it's like kind of back to that kind of like grimier sound, you know, it's like not that like face was kind of like going like pop or anything, but but there were like, you know, a, more of these like records, like trying to like appeal to people, you know, just like just like reaching out. But it's like this one, it's like, it's like I can just tell that you just got back in a different bag for it. I had to tap back into what you was basically saying before, like just being rough, so... I'm more kind of raw on this one, but I still got something that I, that's appealing to the world. I got something for the ladies. I got something for the dope boys. I got something for the dope boys that's tired of being dope boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a really a book of life right here. This this, this new CD that I'm about to put out. You know what I'm saying? It's a different um, different swag and mixed emotions on here. You know? I kind of was curious. You know, it's like how do you see like yourself like changing with the times? It's like we've talked a little bit about like having to see like. The music is serious, you know, just like having to like grow up, you know, like stuff like that. But it's like how it's like how do you see yourself like it's having changed over these last few years? Man, it's crazy because I always say, um, look back last year this time and where where you are, and that's how you gonna know if you progressed or not. And I do that often. So it's crazy just seeing me grow, you know what I'm saying, and just blossom into what I am now because I remember when I was just wilding out and just doing I ain't even that same person no more. Like I'll be so just locked in on, you know what I'm saying, the opportunity and not blowing it. So I'll be just like, you know, being careful and just really handling business for real. So what was last year like for you, like compared to now? Last year we was gearing up for face. Like we already knew what we was going to do with face. So around this time, I think we dropped in January, we was already locked and loaded. We just was put, gearing up for us. And it, it was, we was doing good around last year too, you know what I'm saying? But right now it's, 
we way much bigger. You know what I'm saying? And when I say we, I'm speaking about, you know, me and my team that's around. So For the people that are unfamiliar, could you, like, tell us a little bit about, like, what, like, the east side of Detroit is like? East side ain't no different from your regular ghetto in any other neighborhood. Same stuff going on, poverty, people trying to make it out the hood. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of violence, of course, you know. But it ain't no different. Same old shit. You really do like to keep your like production circles like really tight. K Money is on here a lot, and so is like Space. You know, so like, I was wondering, like, like, why do you like to keep your like production circles so tight? I think that's my sound. So it's like, if it's my sound, I'm gonna stick to it, no matter who you are, how big, how small you are. If that's my sound, it is what it is. Shout out to Space. Shout out to K Money. Shout out to Pooh Beats. These are shout out to Reef. These are producers that I, you know, what I'm saying I be around for real, and so building with them. You know, it's a it's a good feeling, especially when we're able to make music that the world hearing, you know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes when you create albums, you go reach out to the biggest names to just have a name, really, and it ain't really about the connection. I think we're doing it the other way around. Whoever we connecting with, if the music good, then it, it go. It ain't no, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. Like, going back to, like, building stuff, it's like you and the people around you, it's like y'all, it's like y'all all, like, support each other and, like, have, like, really been, like, building, like, this whole movement up. You know, with like like White House Studio, you know that was started by like your cousin, and it's like you know it's like it's like oh you get like Los and Nutty to start rapping because they just like hanging around, just like fucking around. It's like yo, it's like yo, it's like get in there. And so I was wondering what's like made y'all like build just like super like supportive environment. Man, it was a genuine connection and bond. Like it wasn't forced. Sometimes things can be forced and fake. But as far as like Los and Nutty, that was a genuine connection. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they wouldn't even. Never had touched the mic before, you know? So it was like them just getting in there and doing their thing is great because they got their own situations and stuff going on, like right now, to this day, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't supposed to be that. You know, the White House just was a regular studio like any other studio. And then what it became and the artists that came out, it was just, it happened by the grace of God, you feel me? Honestly, it's like mad crazy, you know, just like looking at it and just like seeing like where everyone's at. Cause like, like really, you know, it's like everyone kind of got their own little thing going on, and it's like, and so I really appreciate like you, like especially like how you like always like shouting out like these like younger, the like younger generation of artists, and just like always like trying to like put them on or whatever. Because like a few days ago, I remember on your like IG stories, like you shouted out like Shorty Cash, like like Samuel Shabazz, and like the World Tour guys. And Fofo Tears, don't forget about Fofo Tears. I shouted him out too. That's that raw shit you just was talking about. Go check Fofo Tears out, that boy crazy. Uh, King Hendrix too, you know what I'm saying? It just, I feel like it's important because he's the, this the music I'm listening to, so why not shout him out, you feel me? I ain't gonna hide it. I know the world don't know this going on, and I know my platform is a, a much bigger, so a shout out might lead to them being able to, you know what I'm saying, put food on a plate for their family, you dig? So if I can do that, that's a great thing, you know? And they gonna always remember that because I'm going right now, but I might not always be going, you know what I'm saying? So. We got to make sure you plant some type of seeds for near in the future, you know? Like, what keeps you, like, excited, like, every day, you know, like, going in and recording? Some days it just be me going in and recording, then I might see something uh, that's going on. I might be scrolling around. Different people might motivate me. Or somebody else doing something fly might motivate me. Or one of the homies. It might be Ghost and Nettie. It might be V's doing something. You never know. Like, I get motivation from a lot of stuff. So it's like, I just soak up everything for real. One song I wanted to talk about in particular was 
was like Vani, you know, that like that, like that's a like really heavy song. As soon as the like intro for it came on, like, is that is that your mother speaking on there? Yeah. That song is like really touching, you know. It's like just talking about like the sacrifices that like our parents have to make for us. That's stuff that you t- sometimes don't even see, you know, like, especially as a kid. You know, my mom never really said that to me. My me and my brother was kicking it one day and he was just telling me how my mom, you know, just being literally in Michigan, she never really got to enjoy life, you know what I'm saying, and how old she was. And I never really looked at it like that. So going into the song, it was just me understanding her, you know what I'm saying, her pain, her emotions, and the things that she say. So that's why that's like that. It's just like a really touching song, you know. It's just like, it's like trying to understand, like, your parents. There's always going to be, like, a little bit of difference, you know, because it's like they from a different generation. You know, like, you from your generation. You know, y'all got, like, different views, but... It was like that's that's a like really touching like heart to heart moment like for me. Yeah, they can't really understand it like all this going on the billboard and today I was a part of a YouTube campaign. You know, just the different things and accolades that I'm going through right now. My parents is just like blown away by it all. You know what I'm saying? Because they just going through life and doing what's needed to be done. They not they never thought that this moment was gonna happen that they was gonna have a son actually doing good for itself and especially in the music and you know what I'm saying? Like this is all surprising enough. So it's crazy. So I remember reading that it's like at first you didn't even tell your parents that you were doing music, you know, because like your father's a pastor and you know it's like they weren't like really into like the whole like rap music thing like at first. I wouldn't say my dad went into rap music because he listened to rap for sure. Like coming up he, he used to play Tupac and all of that but I think when my dad changed his life to God, like he kind of got more serious. And I just remember going to Bible study one one time and they was having a, a study on hip hop music and what it was doing to the community and culture. And then from that, I created my mind that they wouldn't want me to be rapping. You know what I'm saying? You know, you start off rapping, you're not having no money. Being a successful rapper is just like being a, a successful basketball player. It's one of the million for real. So. If you tell them I'm going to the studio every day and I'm not going to work, they're going to look at you crazy. So I kind of kept that to myself till I got some type of notoriety. Now, when TME side popped up, it was kind of hard for them not to know what was going on because my name was buzzing around the city already. You feel me? Sometimes it still feels like you're like on this like cusp of like breaking through, you know? I don't want to speak for you. It's like, I'm kind of curious, like at this point, you know, it's like having seen all of this, you know, it's like, like doing music for like over a decade at this point. Like, how do you like define success for yourself? Like, is it purely in the accolades? Is it just like providing for your family? Man, it's a never ending thing, I feel like. Cause once you get to one spot, you know, others behind you might feel like the end, that's that's the top spot. And then but you looking up, so you wanna get to the other spot. So I don't know. Success is success, you know, you keep going. And it's a never ending thing for real. Cause once you get to one spot, they're gonna be looking at you, what's next? You know what I'm saying? You could have been doing the best thing you ever did in your life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, it's, it keep going. You can't get stuck in that moment. You just got to keep pushing. I like it, spend it on me. Spend it on me. Spend it. Spend it on me. Spend it on me. As long as they pretty, you know I'm going to get it and spend it on you, babe. I know I've been busy, don't give them no time to no niggas. I hope I ain't too late. Don't do that. Bag, you know I'm going to show me that bag that you want to go up on a Tuesday. Girl, I want you. Hope you ain't tripping about bitches. You know they gon' choose face. Yeah, I love when you sit it on me. Dick in your guts while I'm kissing your feet. Fly little bitch, got her printed in G's. New shark boots, got them zipped to your knees. Fly out the country and switch up the scene. Tell me, girl, how you fit in them jeans? You can take the car.
I know you said that like with this album, you were trying to get back to that kind of like raw feeling, but but you're still like, you know, like trying to have it like still be like kind of accessible. So it's like, how, how do you like kind of balance these things in your head? The beat selection, you know what I'm saying? It's things I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. How it make me feel. See, this, this the last album, I can say, honestly, I was putting music out that thinking for the world already. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, the world take this in. You know what I'm saying? This album is just like, I feel like songs that touch me in some type of way. You feel me? You think that making music with the audience in mind, you know, like trying to predict what they want is the right way? Or should you just go about like putting out what you what you think that they're going to want? It, it really don't be that deep because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just know if I say certain things that I used to do or was on, I know the world won't understand it because everybody not running around in the streets. You know, some people actually clocking in at work. Some people actually doing other things. So I'm just being understanding of that. Like, it ain't that I'm thinking for the world. Like, it ain't that deep. It's just I know if I say something about this, I know you don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So it's like me just understanding that. So is there anything in particular you're excited about with this album? Man, just the, the feedback that I'm going to get, uh, the, the, the the artists that I have featured on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the rollout, just, you know, just being able to put out music again. So I'm just excited just for the, the fans that we've been listening for to it uh, time after time over the months. You know, I'm just ready for the fans to hear we've been touching it up every day. Every day I've been doing something different to it, whether I'm taking a song away, adding a song, or changing something in this, adding a skit. Like, we've been working on it to build it up, to put it out. So I'm just excited to give it to the fans for real. When did you start working on this record? We started working probably like the beginning of spring. Face did so well, we wasn't really tripping on putting no music out for real. You know what I'm saying? I, t I told myself I wasn't going to do it. I'm like, let me just give them something to close out with. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody was dropping. I was hearing all the music that was coming out. So I'm like, let me give them something to close out with. Oh, yeah. I was I was curious on who did the beat for Wavy Gang Immortals. Like, kind of felt that that was a top side one, but there was no tag in it. So like, I wasn't sure who did that. Damn. Who did who did Wavy Gang Immortal? 4,000? That's a good question, bro. I ain't gonna lie. That's one of my favorite songs on the CD too. I don't even know who did. It. I if I could if I could say who it is, off the top, I think my man Four Thousand did that. I don't know. I have to get back to you about that. I don't even know who did that one. But Waving Game Immortal is definitely one of the ones on there where it's just like the fans giving me to spit, you know, some real bars and them understanding. Me, you know what I'm saying? You got to listen to the hook on there. That's really me, you know what I'm saying? So I'm glad you said that was one of your favorite songs because it's like those types of songs are just like being straight up. It's like for a while, it's like, it's like I woke up to like a Shanti. That kind of like motivational like music type shit, you know? It's like you you can boss your shit up. 100%. And I'm a, I'm a perfect example of it, you know what I'm saying? Everything that I got right now, I didn't used to have. So you definitely can boss your situation up. And it didn't happen right away for me, so... I always tell people my new saying is I've been down longer than I've been up. So I understand where people be coming from. You know what I'm saying? So when I be speaking down on people that's not doing so well, don't be too bash me. It's just like, man, get y'all your comfort zone and get in your bag. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to be somebody who used to sit around and procrastinate all day 100% and thought it was going to fall out the sky until I started putting my foot forward and start working towards the things that I wanted. Then it happened, you know? That's really something important to remember, especially like when it comes to music or just like life in general. It's just like you you can't predict when it's going to be your time. You just got to know it's like 
when it's your time, you got to be on go for it. You know what I mean? Frustrating moments I had in my career when it was like, I thought it was time and it ain't work out like that. You know what I'm saying? And then for me to start popping off right at a time, pandemic going on, it's like, who the hell get, start popping in a pandemic? So for that to happen for me, I think it was kind of special for sure. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because that's just got to be like a really weird feeling. You know, it's like it's like you blow up like during the time. It's like you literally can't do shows. You can't do clubs. You can't do anything. You just got to be like, like, how do I capture the audience that's coming to me? I said before I put the tape for you out to my cameraman, it was me thinking. And this before I got with my manager and all this is when I used to record myself, put my music on myself. And I called him one day and I'm like, bro, the pandemic going on. We can't do shows. We can't really do nothing. I'm about to drop a CD with no videos to it and put it up. I ain't, ain't nobody got nothing to do but sit in the house and listen to it. You know what I'm saying? And when I did that, it definitely worked out for the better for sure. So how did y'all see like that moment of just like having people in the house, like in like 2020 and then come like 2021, like 2022 when people are outside, it's like, like, how do you like keep that momentum going like after that? Cause you know, it's like they still in the house in 2020. Man, I don't know. It was crazy. I was doing a lot of moving around at that time, though. So that's what's crazy. Like when the when the, when the world shut down, the pandemic started going. You know what started happening? Like we was on shutdown, but we really went on shutdown. Like it was a lot of much more money flowing around. So we started moving around more. I can say that. You know what I'm saying? And then when we started doing that, things started kind of falling in place for sure. I was wondering, you know, say about this moment in like Detroit, you know, with like Detroit rap, like Michigan rap. It's just like a really interesting moment to me where it feels like it's it's not the same as like drill in like 2012, but but you could really feel like that kind of like attention on rap like shifting, you know, it's like towards like the Midwest, where it's like there's like all these types of like rappers like coming out of the Midwest now. And it's like all these different flows out there. You know, I I was just like wondering, it's like like, how does this moment feel? You know, it's like, like this sound that y'all had, like, throughout the 2010s, you know, it's just, like, going everywhere. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's from the videos to the music, other artists putting out. I feel like we played a big part in a lot of it. You know, we was the first, I feel, artist that was doing lifestyle videos, meaning when we shoot a video just displaying the normal days of what we get, we going on throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? We was the first explaining to you, um, how we was hustling and the things we was doing in our music and just the reality of, of, of what we doing with the money from, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Detroit was the first to do that. And then when you listen to the music now, it's a lot of that kind of going on where it's just like straight up what's going on. You know, you have the rappers used to play with metaphors and it was just a, a little bit different kind of. And now it's just like it's shifting towards the reality rap side. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate your time today. Like, Michigan music been some of my favorite shit for, like, the last few years. Who your favorite artists? I mean, it's like, it's like I fuck with your music. It's like, it's like Day Money, like, one of my favorites. Like, I love SK. I started getting on, like, like Skiller Baby recently. I think, like, he pretty cool. It's like Rio Always Nice. All them you name, them, they, they straight. Like, no cap. Like, they doing their thing for sure. Shout out to Rio, too. Free that guy. I don't think how, how we don't never talk about how being Rio is, too. And the shift in the culture that he did as far as the reality rap, but more extra raw. Like, I'm going to say them boys extra raw, like just saying the stuff that you wouldn't expect nobody to say. So shout to Rio, free that guy. That's about, like, all I ask. Like, I don't know if you got, like, anything else you want to say, like, before we get off. 
Uh, make sure y'all tune in to that new album about to drop, man, December 2nd. Man, MOB, you know what I'm saying? Stay tuned. A lot of feature artists on there. We going up. That was Babyface Ray talking to the Faders Brandon Calendar. Babyface Ray's new album, Mob, drops this Friday, December 2, by a wavy gang and empire. The Fader interview is engineered by Tony Giambroni. The executive producer is Alex Robert Ross, and the associate producer is Raphael Helfer. We'd like to thank Lauten Audio for providing our microphones. You can find them online at lautenaudio.com. And we'd like to thank James Ivey for providing our intro music. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate if you left a five-star rating and review. If you like listening to The Fader, good news. We're now on the new live radio app, Amp. Download it from the App Store now. And keep an eye on thefader.com for essential music news, interviews, and essays. We'll be back soon with another episode of The Fader Interview. Goodbye until then.